welcome back to But Why Though the Podcast, and we're coming back from a little hiatus with a movie review, uh, one I've been waiting for for a while. I'm Kate. Oh, oh yeah, you don't, that's a, I haven't intro us in a long time. <laughs> I'm it's Kate, okay. I'm here with and Adrian. She's here with me, <laughs> I'm here. How's it going? It's been a while, it's all, it's all good. <laughs> Oh, Jason can just keep that in. Um, yeah, we're talking Black Widow today, um, which I'm really excited for because I have been waiting for this film for 10 years, apparently. Right? Jesus. <laughs> um, so I'm going to start with a quick synopsis and then we'll go into what we were thinking. Uh, so Black Widow is directed by Kate Shortland and features a story by Jack Schaefer and Ned Benson. Uh, the film stars Scarlett Johansson, obviously, Florence Pugh as Yelena, David Harbour as Alexi the Red Guardian, and Rachel Weisz as Melina. Um, in Black Widow, Natasha Romanoff, aka Black Widow, confronts the bloodier parts in her ledger when she finds herself pulled into a dangerous conspiracy with ties to her past. Pursued by the force she deserted and the terrifying mimic taskmaster, her enemies will stop at nothing to bring her down. This element pushes the action, embracing hand-to-hand combat the character is known for, and expanding on it. Oh, and there's a lot of family stuff. That's Black Widow. <laughs> um, Adrian, what were you expecting when you went in to watch this? Um, I think it's really hard to know what I was expecting, because like you said, like we've been waiting for this movie for, like, for forever, and it feels like this movie should have happened, you know, multiple multiple movies ago so i didn't really have any expectations really um i think i'd seen the trailer like once or something like that so i knew there's gonna be a lot of action in it um i knew the actors who were gonna be in it so uh just given that alone i thought it had a lot of potential but i didn't go in there with any real expectations and i'll probably catch flag for this but mainly because of captain marvel like the the retroactive you know solo movie stuff captain marvel kind of scarred me a little bit and I didn't think it was yeah. going to be good or necessary. Uh, but I was pleasantly surprised for sure. Yeah. I went in expecting it to suck. Um, because black widow for me as a character, I, I've liked black widow, especially in the comics because she is that dark force on the Avengers. She's the person who does what other people can't do because she comes from a murderous past because she came from all the dark stuff. And by and large, Marvel has kind of glossed over that. Like you have like small little notes where there's red in your ledger. It's like, yeah, that red is blood. Like that, that's what it is. It was murder. Um, and so I halfway expected her solo movie to just kind of give us more of the same of what we've gotten. So when I walked in, I was like, okay, this movie should have come out after Iron Man 2, or I guess now canonically, it really should have happened after Civil War. You know, uh, we're going to get a neutered Black Widow again. And when I watched it, I was blown away that I didn't get any of that. I got everything I actually had wanted. Because for me, I have wanted to actually see the darkness that Natasha comes from and actually see her confront that and confront the fact that, like, she is close to two people. Like, maybe in the entirety of the Avengers, obviously, she's an endgame because she loves them all, but, like, Clint is the only person she's close to. So it's really amazing to see why she has those walls up when it comes to building family. Yeah. And we got to see what happened in Budapest, which is. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I was really, I was really hoping it wasn't just going to be like a Red Sparrow. Uh, yeah. 
with that movie with uh, what's her what's her face uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Because I, I enjoyed Red Sparrow, but I thought it was just going to be like another one of those movies, but uh, definitely wasn't. Definitely had other elements into it to make it stand alone and and family stuff. As as the resident fam, uh, Fast and the Furious person on the podcast, uh, love me some family, the family stuff. Yeah, I think um, when we kind of like dive into the movie and if you're listening right now, um, I guess like we can just give like what we thought about it overall and then we can dive into spoilers. Um, The action was really good. I would like Kate Shortland to direct more women in action because the reason I hated Captain Marvel is nobody in that movie could fight. Nobody. (laughs) And none of it was paced well and none of it was on beat to the music that it was using and all of it was just kind of like, girl, did you go to your fight choreography classes or did you skip out? Um, And Black Widow, for me, it it was the choreography that we know Black Widow for, but it was like upped. And I think the score, like that big Russian like score <laughs> coming in, like helped all of those scenes really well too. So like for me, I think the standout, as much as like I really enjoy the characters, what puts this movie over the top for me was actually getting to see a badass female superhero being badass without slow motion. <laughs> and like, uh without slow motion and and uh yelling and screaming in the background every time they take a step yep yep no more lamentations uh in this yep. one no ancient lamentations <laughs> um big yeah. like russian like like that was just, like soviet union like the jaeger the russian jaeger coming out of exactly the, the yeah. ocean soundtrack which i was i was definitely there for yeah, um, I thought it. I thought it was done super well. Like I, I enjoyed. It. I don't think there's any point where I was like, ugh, ugh. Um, I, I, I think I, I enjoyed it through and through. I, I don't know. I have no idea where it places. Like, it, it, there's way too many movies to like place this movie anywhere at this point. Um, <laughs> but I enjoyed it. I think uh, when I walked out with my wife, she was. I think we immediately had like, oh yeah, that was like Frozen storyline, but like with. <laughs> assassins and it just works <laughs> I'm, I'm about wrong. it i'm I about can't it say you're wrong um yeah i thought i thought it was really good i enjoy the action i thought it fits perfectly in in a thing i think it makes the uh, i think it makes her better in in um in, in endgame and things like that yeah. or uh because it, you you get you get everything you get like why she has so much pressure on her after the snap and why she feels so obligated to uh pick up the pieces when everybody's gone and everything like that i think it just hits super super well in every aspect that I wanted it to hit in, even though I had really no, didn't have any really, uh, didn't have any real expectations going into it, I think it hit all the notes that I wanted it to hit in terms of a Black Widow movie. And the action was really, really great. I didn't know who directed it, and like looking at Kate Shortland's uh, filmography, I'm I'm not surprised why I didn't know any of her stuff, but it was fantastic. I think even my wife commented like after directly after the movie that, you know, the costuming was so much better. The the hairstyling was so much better. The fight scenes were so much better. Um, not nearly as many butt shots and, and things like that in, in the movie. So I think uh, give her more stuff for sure. Um, yeah. Big, big budget because she killed it. Yeah, and I think that that I think and I think that that's one of the reasons why I like this movie too, because it's a very big budget movie, especially in the final act. But like for the first two acts, it just feels like a spy thriller. Yeah. 
like yeah. really small and intimate but like still with those big scenes like i think that like there is a quality to this film where like it thrives on the small intimate moments with characters but then it also does those big action set pieces well um which i think is a hard balance to strike because i feel like with a lot of directors it's kind of one or the other and i'm i'm actually this makes me really excited to see what chloe zhao is going to do with the eternals because Chloe Zhao is a director that like thrives on big open landscapes and then having small characters in front of it. That's so exactly I'm what interest- Eternals looks like. So. Exactly. <laughs> and so like I'm just really interested to know like where that's going to go because I think that this this is kind of very close quarters in the way that like Winter Soldier was. Yeah. Um and that and that's a good thing. Um, I was worried because a lot of people were like, well, should I go see this movie? Should I watch this movie? Should I spend $30 for this movie when the character's already dead? And I still think this movie should have come out before Civil War and she should have been the first female hero with a movie in Marvel because she did her time. And this is just 10 times better than Captain Marvel. 100%. Um, But like... Where it works now is I do think the fact that she is canonically dead, it let it, it let the story show you all the bad she's done. Yeah. Because you don't have to go into another movie and be like, oh yeah, she's a murderer who like, I will talk about it in spoilers, who totally did some like really not good stuff just to save herself. Mm-hmm. Like, very, very much not good. And you don't, she does, it, it, she didn't have that baggage where you had to set her up to do it differently, right? Like, it, I think that the fact that she has already ended her run let them go kind of deeper and actually explore the dark stuff. Yeah. I, I mean, because I, I had someone ask me the same question. Like, should I even go see it? Is it even worth it? I think it's uh, incredibly worth it. I think yeah. this is going to make a rewatch where you go and go, where you go canonically through the thing so much yeah. better. Cause it's going to make just little lines like Budapest hit different. It's going to make little lines like uh, when he, she's interrogating Loki and the, the whole, you know, yeah. you mentioned it before the whole red in your ledger line uh, hit so much different as, as it progresses. Uh, the, the, the things that happened with, um, with Hawkeye are going to hit so much different after you, after you watch the movie. So I think it's incredibly yeah. um, relevant. More it, so than some of the other standalones. Yeah, and it's and it's the movie that she deserved. Like this is the background stuff that we haven't gotten for her for what eleven years. Like she, or I guess like not not so much eleven. I think it's like eight, eight maybe eight or nine years since Iron Man two when she was first introduced. Yeah, like, to twenty ten, I think. Twenty ten. Yeah. yeah. 2010. Oh no, yeah. So ten. It's been a while. Ten. Yeah, eleven yeah. years. God damn. Um, and, and, and I, I, like, Scarlett Johansson issues aside as a person, um, the character deserves to have all of that in there because she was, she was building representation for women in the superhero genre at alone for a while. And that's something that I think is really important. And that also meant that a lot of the times her storyline just kind of got kicked to the side or just like wasn't really explored. So for me, it was it was really impactful. And the theme is very overt, but like in a different way than Captain Marvel's was. Captain Marvel was annoying to me because it just kept saying, fall down, get up, fall down, get up, fall down, get up. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. I don't care. You're not Alfred. Um... But this one, it was very much talking about how, like, systems completely overlook girls. 
and not even so much women, but girls, like from the time we are born to the time, if it, to the time that we die, if we are not being utilized by a system, we mean nothing. Yeah. And that to me, I think was really important. And I think the fact that it was able to make a large issue, especially with so many girls going missing in so many different countries, the U S isn't excluded from this. I, I think that being able to pull off that while also doing like big fights and all of that is, is something that I think was really important and they did it well. Yeah. Like I, I wouldn't mean, call it ham fisted. I'd call it overt, yeah. but it wasn't ham fisted. Yeah. I don't think it's ham fisted at all. I, I would say some of the stuff in like the Falcon and the winter soldier feels a little bit ham fisted at times where this felt very natural and kind of flowy. Um, and I mean, I think it hits, it, and we've talked about this multiple times when we talk about Marvel, like Marvel's gone to this thing where they do, it's heist, but with Marvel, it's, yeah. uh, you know, it's XYZ. They built a Marvel. genre movie, yeah. Yeah, this was a spy movie, but with Marvel, like a spy yeah. assassin movie, but with Marvel, and it just worked well, because um, it still had all of, like, the comedy elements you'd expect from Marvel that are fantastic. I I, I laughed a bunch during throughout the movie. Florence Pugh is hilarious. funny, dude. I she, love she her. Funny. I want her in all the things. I, I loved it. She's so good. Yeah. I half half of me wants to go see other stuff she's in, even though I'm not about that genre. Yeah, I was like, in. she's a scream uh, queen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I was like, that's the Midsummer girl. And I was like, I don't know what that means. Uh, but now I want to go see Midsummer now, just so I can see her in it. No, just kidding. I'm not gonna go see Midsummer. But yeah, she's she's great. I want her in more things in the MCU now and forever. She's fantastic. She's so good. Yeah, and I also think that, like, I when it comes to, like, handing off mantles, I think a lot of the times it can get hard. And I think with these characters, especially because we know them one way, right? Like, I don't think we can have another Iron Man, and I don't want another Iron Man, because that's that's Robert Downey Jr.'s role. Uh, screw Jane Foster. Don't care about her. Um, but you know what? I'm all in for a Yelena for a Yelena Black Widow, because yeah. there's a connection there. That is the same that I feel when I'm like all in on Sam Cap, right? Like there, yeah. it, like that the the passing of the mantle means something so vitally to the characters and the relationships they've formed with the person they're passing it to that I think it's really important. So I'm excited to see that. Um, and also, yeah, I I think we should get in, get into spoilers now because there's some things I want to talk about that are just dope. Because David Harbor. So, yeah, also fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at this moment, we're at 15 minutes. Uh, pause us and come back, or just keep listening to see if you can justify that $30 for Disney Premier <laughs> Access. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, David Harbour as the Red Guardian is a comedic genius. Like, he's just good. Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know, man. It's what I expect from David Harbour. Like, after Stranger Things and everything else he's been in, like, when I saw the trailer and I saw him as the Red Guardian in a suit, and he's like, oh, it still fits. Like, that's perfect. Like, that's exactly the person I need to play that role and to play the character he plays um, in the movie. I think it's a perfect casting, and he kills it. He kills it. I think it's also a testament because he's a good actor. Like, he's a really good yeah. actor, um, you know, and they 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 meet that like they meet him being that good of an actor i think mm -hmm. the ensemble itself works super well there, but he's I, definitely like that yeah. part of like yeah this is this is it yeah and i really so i really like what they did with his character and like the nonchalant like chauvinism and misogyny i had no problem with because he's a dude that's been in a siberian prison for 
(laughs) But what I like about it and the reason that I don't have a problem with it and the reason I find it's endearing because one, it comes off as somebody who just doesn't know and literally dedicated his life to a cause and then got thrown out. And two, Florence Pugh's interactions with him are perfect. So like the one thing, like the line that hit me the most, and I'm really glad it got discussed or, you know, laughed the way that it did was the biggest issue for me in Age of Ultron is the farm sequence. And a lot of that is because Natasha quantifies or qualifies herself as a monster because she can't have kids. And it was very much, very clearly not something written by a woman. Like, there is a difference between acknowledging that what somebody did to you was monstrous because it took away your bodily autonomy and then saying that in order to be a human, I need to have children. Like, that, it it was dumb. I don't like Joss Whedon for that. But what they do here is they reference that. Like, David Harbour says, it must be that time of the month. And Yelena, played by Florence Pugh, says, well, you know, they reached up in there, they st- they mixed it all up and then they pulled it out. So I don't have that anymore. <laughs> and then you have like these small moments where like it's jokey, but it actually puts into like, like she, she describes the hysterectomy that they gave her against her will. And then you also, and the reason that though, that, 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 that works for laughs is because she has a very personal conversation with Natasha earlier where they talk about like did you ever want a family or do you you know like do you ever think about like those elements and it lets you see both sides and more importantly it lets you see it from from a perspective that the onus isn't on them like they don't feel like they are awful because they can't do this thing which is what Ultron did and instead it quantifies just like the villainy of the Red Room and like how bad the Red Room is. So like that for me, putting it into that context meant a lot. And that, and I think David Harbour and Elena's interaction is what works and seals that. Um, That's great. I'm on the, the Blackwater wiki, so I don't know how true this is. But it says that Harbour already had his facial hair from Stranger Things. So all he did was decide to gain weight for the role so that he could be like, I guess like the fat red guardian, ultimately reaching up to 280 pounds for filming as the film's flashback sequence portraying a younger um, Alexi were filmed last. He lost 60 pounds for that uh, flashback. Damn sequence. David Harbor. Yeah. Cause, cause they go back to like when yeah. Natasha and, and Elena were kids uh, for those who haven't seen it yet. And he is skinny again after being, you know, and he did that. Like I actually did that. Watch watch out, Christian Bale. David Harbour's <laughs> coming for your dedication. I do also like, like, I, I, I really like that you have, like, a bigger, you know, quote-unquote out-of-shape, like, person in a role where he's 1v1-ing Taskmaster. Yeah. Like, that is also really cool because, like, we're still, like, yes, we have Fat Thor, which is great, but we all know he bulked back up again for, you know, Love and Thunder and everything. Like, I do think that, like, Red Guardian being badass like that, as much as, like, it was part of a joke or just age, I think it's actually really important for people to see, because as much as we talk about female body types, like, it is important to talk about, like, the male standards for body types, too. Because 
regardless of if it's the 60 pounds lighter uh, David Harbour or the 280 David Harbour, he can smash some folks with them hands. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he breaks that guy's wrist in the, the prison. <laughs> so he just good. laughs about it. Jesus, man. Like, he's like, he's the character of the movie that I don't want to like because he's obviously a terrible person, like obviously yes. done some really bad things in his life and doesn't really care too, too much about the things he's done outside of like the stuff he's done to, to the whole family dynamic they had. But yeah. man, if he's not like charming and endearing throughout oh, the yeah. entire movie, no, <laughs> he's trying to uh, say the nice things to uh, Natasha and he just keeps getting interrupted. <laughs> and by the end, he's just like, yeah, fuck it. You know, I'm just going to ruin it anyway. It's all good. <laughs> That was adorable. That was adorable. That was that was adorable. And I think that those moments, because I saw some people complaining about that comedy, but I actually think that those moments were really important because it showed him as a dad, like a genuine dad, like a guy who formed a connection with these girls and like feels bad about it. And he's gonna try to apologize three times until he realizes, (laughs) you know what? Yeah. It's fine. He already had the moment with Yelena, and he just never got that moment with Natasha, which is kind of rough, but it, it works out in the end, I think. Yeah, it, it, it does. Um, and I think, like, some of the other things, like, that Rachel Weiss is also really, really good. And I oh, really yeah. like... She's great in everything. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 100%. I, w- I My only thing is I wish she had gotten more action. Like, I wish mm. that we could have seen Rachel Weiss's, you know do more stuff i understand that she was more of like the the scientist person, and the engineering yeah. of it but she was still a trained assassin and we yeah. got a little a bit of it so i'm like i want more um florence Pew straight up walked on a dude outside an elevator and broke his neck right there on screen <laughs> oh dude she's savage she's a savage dude. so good she's an absolute savage i also loved the um why do you always land like this? Why do you, <laughs> yeah. you pose? Yeah, no, the, 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 I think the, the part that like solidified that I was going to love this character, she was like, well, you know, I'd wanted one of the other Avengers, but you know, <laughs> it's just like, like, you don't have any powers, dude. Like I came to you just because you're the last one here. I would have loved to have Thor, you know, yeah. the God of thunder come help me, but you know, here we are. And I also like the fact that it's like really self-aware of like what Black Widow is because you have that dynamic. And they're like, we're the same. We're both murderers. And she's like, yeah, but you're a, you're a murderer that little girls call a hero. So yeah, that was such a good line. Like, oh, God. So it, good. It puts it in so much perspective. And I think that that's what also makes still makes me mad that we got Captain Marvel before this. Because I think what this does, too, is it really showcases how you can have a female hero not be perfect in the way that Captain Marvel wanted to show you, but didn't. Um, And just like, I don't know, like I really, I'm excited that with Yelena, we're going to get to see the, um, we're going to get to see the start of Ledger Erasing, whereas like we already came into Black Widow is like already come to shield, already done this. So I think that there's so much storing potential with Yelena that we're going to get down the line and Florence Pugh can kill it. Yeah. I I don't know. I mean, I don't read up too much um, on like the future of like the characters and like what movies are coming out recently anyway, since pandemic hit, but but do we know like what, what the next thing she's going to be in outside of like the, the teaser at the end uh, for the credits? No. Um, We know that there's potential in like other movies, but so far everything that Marvel's doing for phase four is cosmic. 
So, like, obviously, like, Multiverse of Madness, uh, Love and Thunder, Guardians 3, all of that is going to be... Oh, Eternals. Other than Shang-Chi, it's all Cosmic Marvel. So, I'm wondering if they're going to do a show um, over a film, which I would actually be really behind, because I think that that gives you more breath to actually explore the character. Um, In the same way that, like, Loki has, because I think Loki has been phenomenal in getting to, like, deep dive into a character that, like you need to because he's kind of crazy yeah um, I, mean, I mean like yeah that's what, that's what i was saying like is she just gonna be in like hawkeye and then are we eventually gonna get like the young avengers and she's gonna be in it but like how yeah. long are we gonna wait for the young avengers Cause, yeah. you know, cause people, i hope because people don't... age yeah so. i hope that they don't waste her talent yeah that, that's, like, what, that's, what, that's what i'm saying that's what is, i'm worried about and as hot as florence Pugh is right now like so far as like she dominated the indie scene in 2019 2020 and now she's coming into her own with these pieces i think that she's gonna have she probably has a lot of in talks things for films that they're gonna have to jump on securing her for anything like that so we'll we'll have to hear like some sort of like contract talks soon um but she's just dope i just i really love her um also Scarlett Johansson in this movie is very good because she does a very good job of playing like trauma, like trauma worn person who like just doesn't know how to have a regular conversation before without thinking about all their trauma. Like the pain that she's able to show on her face is just very good. Yeah, she I mean, yeah, again, like. I would recommend if you are a person who's, you know, completely canceled Scarlett Johansson and that's the reason why you're not going to go see this movie, go see it. Because there's lots of other stuff in here outside of Scarlett Johansson, but Scarlett Johansson also kills it in the movie. Yeah. Like, you can't take that away from how well she does in the movie. Again, gives another character, you know, post-Endgame stuff that, yeah, they need therapy. Like, hire a therapist for these heroes, please, because they fucking need it. <laughs> Uh, but I think she, I thought she killed it. Um, I don't know if she's like the best part of the movie for me. I think Q is probably the best part of the movie for me. But yeah. she's she's what she's better than like what we've gotten in like her earlier things yeah. where she was just a terrible wig, you know, scissor scissor kicking <laughs> dudes in the hallway. That fucking crinkly wig. That crinkly <laughs> wig, man. Yeah, we're we're way past that. But I mean, even then, right? Like I think like her disguising herself as like a assistant works still because yeah, of it does. of this movie. Yeah. No, yeah. and I and I think that that's one of the things, like, I know a lot of people have always hated, like, why do women have to use their legs for things? Because that's where our center of gravity is. Our center yeah. of gravity is our hips, and we have more leg strength. Yes. So I'm all down for seeing somebody leg grapple people. Yes, that's actually someone, my someone, favorite type of fighting. Like, I have waist. no upper body strength, but I have always been able to fucking deadlift. Yeah, like, I was going to say, <laughs> as someone who lifts weights with my wife, like, upper body strength, not there, but... That girl can squat some weight, dude. I'm like, yeah. dude, you never squatted before? You're just naturally like this? You're just built like this? So and definitely definitely makes sense. And so like, and so I get like get to see her, but I think what makes it phenomenal is watching her fight Taskmaster. Yeah. Because that's so for me in the MCU, two of the best fighters had, were T'Challa and her because they knew how to adapt to the person that they were fighting. Because that's the type of fighter that they were. And because they're brawlers. And you don't really have that many brawlers in the MCU. Everybody is pretty much far out. And they're like the two main like hand-to-hands. Which is just a different level of understanding. And so to see her in the first fight that she has with Taskmaster. She's completely thrown off. Like she like. 
one, she's fighting a mirror of herself, but also she's having to remember everybody that she's seen fight before. So I think the fight choreography there is really good. But what I also liked is it shows you how those moves can be countered, which is something we really haven't seen in the MCU. Cause usually when you put um, Black Widow in a situation, like she overpowers with those because they're kind of just, nobody expects to be grabbed by their neck with somebody's legs. Yeah. Um, and then with this, you'd get to see Taskmaster actually reverse those. And, yeah. And she fights and as, yeah, she fights as T'Challa, like in their, yeah. you know, that other fight uh, and everything. So I think it brings it all together very nicely. How did, she, how did, which uh, we should probably classify Taskmaster is a she. Yeah. That's, that was going to be my like next point. Fucking tank. That's, that's going to be my next point. Uh, <laughs> what, what were your thoughts on the, uh, the, the, the switcheroo? I didn't mind it. I mean, I think tying it to something traumatic was really cool. Um, I think my only concern isn't with the gender bend. I think that that's fine. I like that they kept with a like a very like built and masculine, like a traditionally masculine, like look less feminine looking like um, actress for it. Um, but my only issue is by tying it to like what they did does that mean that we don't get Taskmaster for anything else? Because by the end of the film, you realize that Taskmaster is actually the little girl that Natasha willingly, very <laughs> willingly blew up. Natasha sent in a child with a bomb to kill someone. So like that, that, that ledger runs deep. Um, and so you find out that it's her. So, but like what happens now that Taskmaster has no reason to fight like that. And it was essentially was only fighting like that because they were programmed to. So that's the only thing that I don't like. Cause I feel like it removes a very good villain from Marvel canon from the playing field. Yeah. That was going to be my thing. I don't care that they gender bended her. I mean, they are gender bended the, the character. I mean, they've been doing that you know, for a while, like in, you know, the DC, uh, yeah. the, you know, the Arrowverse has been doing that for forever. Um, I just wanted them to do more stuff because I don't have like a lot of connection to Taskmaster, but the stuff that in like the spider, I, for, for me, it's primarily like the Spider-Man animated yeah. stuff where he's super cool and like a badass and like whoops everyone's ass. But I don't know if we're going to get that anymore because it seemed like it was, they kind of just turned him and turned her into like a, just like brainwashed person. Maybe we'll get more of it exactly. in um, in uh, the Hawkeye show. Who knows? But yeah. I just I wish they would just would have did more with it. I don't mind the the gender bend at all because yeah. she fought like a it badass. Just, and I she's, mean, like, uh, can you like? I I think that's a really good point too. Because as much as I don't like really like MCU Spider Man, I have always liked the villains that we've gotten yeah. like between Mysterio and Vulture, and so it it really hurts that I'm not going to get to see Spider Man fight Taskmaster. Yeah, exactly. Because that's just really important. <laughs> um, so that 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 makes me sad. Um, what I will say is I think my favorite moment in the film overall is where, um, and this was a callback to a previous film, uh, or where I think it's, is it Ultron where it opens with her tied to the chair and she's like pretending to be like defenseless, yeah, defenseless and like getting yeah. information from it? Who's it Avengers? I don't know. It would, whichever one opens that way um she does that with the big bad dude um mm -hmm. who is the guy who owns all of the widows um in the red room she baits the hell out of him and she that part is actually a little bit hard to watch because he's just wailing on her because she like physically cannot fight him back because of a pheromone trigger that like all the widows have which 
that was interesting. Don't know how I feel about it, but like it totally bought into like the dude who definitely thinks he's the alpha, the alphaist alpha male. <laughs> so like that's fine. Um, but then you realize that she was doing that so that he would break her nose and essentially sever the sensor that like smells things. And she like says, well, since you don't hit hard enough, I'm gonna have to do it myself. And she slams her fucking she yeah. slams her head on the desk and breaks her own nose. And I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, it's metal. That's it metal as hell. That dude. was good. Yeah, that it caught me too, man. Really I, in that in that vein, right? Like the Taskmaster oh. twist, you know, her faking out there, them um, you know, Melina and Romanoff like switching, you know, the, yeah. the facial technology stuff. All that stuff caught me off guard. I was not expecting any of that. And, I, and it just worked. They didn't like, well, we're just gonna hint at this stuff. Uh they're just they're just they just did it and it worked out yeah. well for for It felt like a spy movie. It was spy movie, it was yeah. James Bond twists. Yeah, exactly. Really. Yeah, and I thought I thought it worked out really well. I also really enjoyed just the uh, diversity in the widows that they had. Yeah. Um, I thought that, that was, was fantastic. Really good to see. They like, weren't just was, all Russians. Yeah, it wasn't just a bunch of Russian white people. It was a mixed bag, and they all had really cool fight scenes. Like at the end, where they're all just smashing Natasha. Um, but also, see, like Natasha, like Natasha, she she can box. Like she boxed a lot of those <laughs> those girls, but there's just too many of them, obviously, right? But you can uh, only be thrown against a pillar so many times. Right? Um, and I think I, I thought it, I thought it was great. Um, and they even showed her like the bruises on her back. Like yeah, that she, that I thought was an amazing dude. touch because <laughs> it reminds you that like. Yeah. She actually felt the explosions that Taskmaster yeah, put her she, through. She got thrown against a car and thrown into a river. I don't think I don't think it yeah. definitely hurts, but I thought all that stuff was uh done really well. Uh perfect it's just like a perfect movie for her thing, right? No cosmic yeah. um no cosmic, you know, villain coming in. It's really just like a spy movie with yeah. an evil guy who wants to take over the world. And who do you send to do that? Black Widow. Could Thor just go in there and just smash that guy's face in? Yeah. But then there's no movie. And there's also like a real, like one of the things that I really liked that added like emotional depth to it was the fact that Yelena calls her out directly and like, why didn't you come to save us? Like you legitimately thought that you killed the man who ran the red room and you never checked to make sure that it was done. You never tried to come and save me and you never tried to do anything beyond that. And I like that piece because there's a piece that like shows that like, Natasha had become like selfish in like a self-preservation type of way but I also think especially having her interact because like they were taught to always confirm the kill and she didn't do that I think that a lot of that especially with how Scarlett Johansson plays those moments is fear and I think that like that type of like fear of being wrong or fear of like going back into it so she didn't confront it like, we don't get a scared Black Widow anywhere. Like, we don't really get to see Black Widow be vulnerable outside of Endgame. And I think getting her, getting to see her be a badass and both be, like, really deeply affected by the trauma she went through is, like, a really good balance. Yeah, I 100% agree, for sure. Um, yeah, I'm just excited for, for them, for Florence to get more stuff in the MCU. Um, I wasn't super excited for Hawkeye, but now I am super excited for Hawkeye. If yeah, Florence, I don't, if Florence care, I don't care about Hawkeye at all. I just care about Florence Pugh. Yeah, I need those two boxing literally every episode, please. Yeah. Also, I do, like, I, I want to watch Florence Pugh, like, whoop some Hawkeye ass, both Kate and her dad. Yeah. Like, 
What's your arrow gonna do, bud? Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> I mean, I I need her like in a big ensemble cast, like where you know, just to be almost like the complete opposite of the kind of person in the team that Natasha was, where Natasha's more serious, you know. Yeah. We gotta go do this thing, and she's just joking while she punches dudes in the face. Like I think that's exactly what uh, the difference that needs to happen in like that kind of character. Um, that, I can't yeah, wait. Right. I, I can't wait to see her in another ensemble cast with like the other characters that we've seen that are potentially going to be in whatever thing she's she might be in. I think she's going to steal the show, really. Yeah. Well, because like the moment where she, so like my favorite moment with her, where you realize how like brutal she is. Uh, is it comes immediately after she does the pose and then she gets up and she's like, oh, that felt that felt awful. Yeah, and it's... then she rounds a corner, grabs a man's neck with her arm, slams into the ground and breaks it. And you hear the crack and everything. And I'm like that. I want more of that. Yeah, that's how you pass a torch is, is, what, is what that <laughs> is. That's how you pass a torch. Um. But yeah, so I guess like to close everything out, uh, do you recommend this? Do you recommend people pay a theater price or do Disney premiere? I, I not even lying when I say this, we got home and the next day I was like, hey, do you want to buy the movie <laughs> so we can watch it at home over and over again? Because I want to see it again. I probably will spend the $30. I will give 30 Disney my full $30 where they get all of it to watch this movie again. Yeah, I, I. I agree. Uh, this is probably the first Marvel movie in like a while that I really wanted to not movie, but like Marvel thing, I guess, because I actually haven't rewatched Endgame since it came out. And I think that is just like it was very impactful the first time. And I kind of don't want to I don't want to ruin the yeah the rose colored glasses that I very much have on with it. Um, so like because watching Endgame in theaters, I think I saw Endgame in theaters like three times because I saw it with my mom. And then I think I saw it twice with you. Did we watch it twice or was that Rise of Skywalker? I think we, I don't know. I, we definitely saw it once for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like now having had like the theater fan experience, I don't want to bring that back home. And then I haven't really wanted to rewatch any of True. the shows. Yeah. But like I want to watch Black Widow again. Like it is just a well done movie. Um, uh, so I would recommend, I would recommend, actually I would say this. A lot of Marvel movies work better in the theater because of how big they are. Mm -hmm. um, I actually think you can watch this one at home. So, like, pay the 30 bucks, watch it with your friends, stream it in a Discord. Like, you know, I mean, don't do that because it's stealing from Disney. Nudge, <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But I think that this is actually one of the few Marvel movies that you can watch on a small screen and still get the scale and, like, the impact from it. Definitely. 100% agree. Yeah. So watch it. Uh, but yeah, with that, uh, you can find us on all the social medias at But Why Though PC. We will be bringing you more reviews for stuff. We're sorry we've been away. We'll be back next week with a full episode. Um, you can find me on Twitter at OhMimithRandier, where I am apparently fighting a dude who equated going to film festivals uh, to climbing Mount Everest, because... That's the same. Uh, Adrian? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter, at SuperReese93, S-U-P-E-R-R-U-I-Z 93. 